Script of Sunday. We're back with Avatar with the new one coming out this week. I thought it was appropriate to do so. And, you know, easy. Let's get it. And, uh, so we are doing that this week. And, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Some changes to Script of Sunday. So, uh, last time, my last couple, I believe the last one I uploaded was La La Land. Yeah, I'm not doing music anymore. I, I have a specific playlist now. Just music from movies and stuff. So it's just going to be that. Very chill. Just going to play that low in the background. And um, also, I usually show clips. This is from Disney. I am not showing a clip. <laughs> Disney will fucking copyright strike the shit out of me. They always do. It's like, ah, damn it. No, no clips. No clips. Well, technically, this is from Fox, but, you know. Disney. Bought Fox. Now, Way of the Water is coming out. It's distributed by Disney. Now, let's go back. Back to 2009. Huge, huge year. The biggest film of all time, Avatar. We're going to read that script today. Are you guys ready? Get some music from Script Sunday. Ooh, 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 ooh. I have a bunch of random songs. That's instrumental from uh, stuff that I watch and I enjoy. Well, some stuff are not from, uh, from films, but... We'll see what comes up. It's gonna play very low in the background. Just so you have something here. I think we should just start off with some of this. Alright, are you guys ready for Scripted Sunday? We are back. Here we go with Avatar. Written by James Cameron. Let's Fucking goo. Ba ba ba. Twentieth Century Fox film. Yep, 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 yep. Did Avatar win any film awards? Any awards? I'm sure it did. Won three Oscars. Let's see. Achievement cinematography, visual effects. Yes, it was incredible for visual effects. Art direction, motion picture. What won? What won in 2009? Hold on. Do this. Films. Browse by year. 2000s. 2009. What? Glorious Bastards. Or Up. I want to say Glorious Bastards won. Look at this. The blind side. Oh, there are a couple of, uh, shit. The Hangover was also 2009. Look at this time period. Let's see, 2009 Oscar. Winners. 
milk. Ah, milk. Yes. Yes, just one. Yeah, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Wally. Oh, Wally was out that year. Okay. Taking a look, taking a look. Wrecking Danny. Ah, Slumdog Millionaire was 2009. Ah, uh, film editing. Slumdog Millionaire. Wait, what am I doing? It's 2010. I'm stupid. I am so dumb. 2010. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I'm 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 a little little stupid. Yeah, yeah. Precious. Oh yeah, I forgot precious. Oh. Uh, mhm. Mm Photography, directing, The Hurt Locker. Ah uh, yes. Captain Bigelow. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Now I remember. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a bit. I'm getting it a bit. Best picture. The Hurt Locker. Wow. Oh. Locker one. Wow, that was a good year. Oh, look at that. Up was there. Finally, the fucking animated film was nominated for Best Picture. Was that the last time? Can't remember any other times. Toy Story 3, I believe. But that's not what this is about. We're not doing that. We're here to read the script. A little trip down memory lane. So, we won. Cinematography, art direction, and visual effects. As it should. Very much deserved. Now, let's get into Avatar. The sound of drums from great distance. Growing louder. Fade in. We are flying through mist. A dimly glimpsed force below. When I was lying there in the VA hospital, a big hole blown through the middle of my life. I started having... These dreams of flying. Ooh. We are very low over the forest now, gliding fast, the drums building to a peak. Sooner or later, though, we will always have to wake up. Sorry, I just grabbed, I grabbed you. Sorry. A little, a little abrasive. I grabbed the camera. Anyway... Screecher breaks as the vehicle wipes frame, revealing Jake Sully. Very memorable. Jake Sully. Jake Sully, a scared, scarred, scruffy combat vet sitting in a beat up carbon fiber wheelchair. Oh, he's in a wheelchair. I haven't seen this film in quite some time, so I do not remember it that well. I remember Jake Sully. The thing with the tails, you know, uh, and a bit of the ending. Yes. Also, some dumbass name for uh, unobtainium, something like that. Okay, sure, let's go with that. But all right, at twenty-two, his eyes are hardened by the wisdom and weariness of one. With the door pain beyond his years. Jake stares upward at the levels of the city. 
Magolf trains whoosh overhead elevated tracks against the sky of garish advertising it could fix a spinal if you got the money but not on vet benefits not in this economy America the traffic light changes Jake pushes forward with the crowd pumping the wheels of his chair most of the people wear filter masks to protect them from the toxic air a long lens stack it is a marching torrent of anonymous isolated souls Oof, sorry Oof. The room is a tiny cubicle. Prison cell meets 747 bathroom. Narrow cot. Wall screen droning away in BG. The Bengal, the Bengal tiger. is stink for over a century. It's making a comeback. Wow. The clone tiger cubs at the Beijing Zoo are... Jake elaborately pulls his pants off. Ooh. Rocking one side to side, pushing the fabric down past his hip, then rocking the other, and so Wow, this is very descriptive. Mm. Really picturing, you know, you know. Yeah, I don't have to rewatch the movie, I can just read it here. His legs are white and apostrophed. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't. Atrophic. Uh, yeah, yes. Utterly useless. But his arms are tattooed and powerfully muscled. A born loser tattooed prominent on his shoulder. Ooh, let's just get a born loser. Right there on your t on your shoulder. I became a marine for the hardship. To be hammered on the anvil of life. I told myself I could pass any test a man could pass. Jake struggles with his pants a long time. Ooh. Not the kind of place to bring your mom. It's rowdy bar nighttime. We find Jake near a pool table, balancing his chair, front wheels off the ground while holding a tequila shot on his forehead. Onlocker. Onlookers. Including some other disabled vets. Clap. Whoop. Jake grabs a glass, slams it down the shot as a cheer. You hear the cheers. A wall-sized screen filled with the World Cup game. Whoa! World Cup is on right now. Men run along at antelope legs. Posted by Jake. Watching what he can't have. Expression stony. Alright. Once again, you can't be putting this in, in a script. You can't be putting that. that. That's direction right there. You can't do that. However, this is James Cameron. It's always allowed. Big name uh, directors and writers can do that, okay? Easy, simple. Let's get it straight up front. I don't want your pity. I know the world's a cold-ass bitch. Jake's eyes shift. POV. Seeing the bar. You caps at a crowd. A man in a bar stool slaps the woman he's with hard. Oh, bastard. She cowers, but he's got her arm shouting, raising his fist. Eternal taboo. But look away. Close up, Jake. 
not looking away. You want a fair deal? You are on the wrong planet. The strong prey of the weak. Oh, why? Oh, sorry. The strong prey on the weak. Tight on Jake's hand. All right. I gotta say. James Cameron, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, shout out to Creed. <laughs> James Cameron, what are you doing? Why are you putting so much uh, direction in the fucking script? Can you not do it on set? It's not me insulting him. I'm just, I'm just asking. What's going on here? Is he, like, gonna forget? He just wants to make sure he writes it down? Puts it in the script? Did not want one best writing. What the hell's writing? Why is writing all the way down here? Ooh, yikes. This wasn't nominated. You see why? Tight on Jake's hand as he starts pushing the wheel of his chair. Track it with him as he rolls forward. Alright, I'm gonna stop. I'm not. I am not saying that. Directions, I'm gonna just overlook them. Ooh. It's the way things are. And nobody does a damn thing. Jake stops. Unnoticed. Next to the bullion man. He leans down. Grabs one of his the leg of the man's bar stool. Jake's. The chair flips. The guy goes down hard and Jake hurls himself from the wheelchair, toppling the guy, getting a grip on him like a pit bull, punching the crap out of him. Right there on the floor. The bouncer jumps in, trying to drag him off, and it goes into slow motion. Everybody yelling and pulling. Come on, man. Not, you, you, you're giving directions in the script for the actors, for the cinematographer. Now for the editor, what's going on here, man? All I ever wanted in my sorry-ass life was a single thing worth fighting for. Guy's hard. Yeah. Big man. Big man. The bouncer hurls Jake out the door, sending him sprawling on the pavement. A moment later, his chair crashes down on him. Oh, what the? You're just an asshole. Come on, man. Banging across the alley, landing in the trash. Jake struggles to rise on one elbow. He's bleeding and bruised. Still crazed and ready to fight. I hope you realize you just lost a customer. He collapses on his back, panting. Candy ass bitch. Bitch. Inside the furnace burns. Wait, oh, wait. I... Accidentally, okay, because I, I switch and it just pushed me down. All right, he stares upwards at the levels of the city. Mac drains roar overhead, it starts to rain. Speaking of, it looks like it's just raining now. It was snowing a bit now, no, nothing stuck, but it's just, it's just raining now. Okay, it's just rain. He, he just lies there, blinking, then shouts jauntingly to no one in particular. If it ain't raining, we ain't trading. <laughs> yeah, me and the boys trading. Yeah. 
don't know. Sorry. Come on, dude. Jake lies. Spread eagle. Monks of trash. Get it drenched. Slug shells. Enter frame. Coming to rest across him. Dixie's two pairs of shiny shoes. Stop next to him. Squints up at two men. Matching suits. It features unremarkable and blandly threatening in the way FBI agents and auditors are you Jake Sully Jake Sully Step off Ruining my good mood I don't know I, I don't know why I want to talk like that for him I kind of do I want to keep it going It's about your brother Brother can you stop with this? Can you stop with this? I'm putting the stop putting directions in the script. Large rectangular cardboard box. Hands enter frame, pulling open the top to reveal. A dead man's face. He looks exactly like a clean shaven version of Jake. The identical twin. Tommy! A strong, bread and weak. A guy for the North to call Tommy would ever be. For the paper in his wallet. Pretentious asshole. Say Jake is. Jake's a pretentious asshole. Get two agents at a high-tech crematorium. A row of stainless steel furnaces. Jake stares down at his own face. Jesus, Tommy. Suits concern was touching. Your brother represented a significant investment. We'd like to talk to you about taking over his contract. If it closes the box, seals it with tape dispenser. Like it's a package for shipping. Oh. The cardboard coughing is rolled into the furnace. Ooh, that is horrible. The egg, egg, and dry head. Tommy was a scientist, not me. He was the one who wanted to get shot light years out in space to find the answers. Me. I was just dumb grunt. It said someplace I was gonna regret. I hope you like this voice. I hope it's not too annoying. <laughs> Very stupid. Having a little fun with it, you know? Gotta have fun with this. This is relaxing. Very chill. Music too loud. Hope the music is not too loud. And I hope you can hear the music. If it is, if it is too loud, I'm gonna lower it to just barely hear it. If not, what about whatever map I say? Inside the furnace burns quicker. Eating away the cardboard. Tommy's face is for a moment. Wreath of flame, but not touched by it. As we oh. dissolve. Come on, dude. I have not read the script. James! Jamothy. Jambo. Gotta have a talk. 
Avatar 2 script better not be like this. What's going on here? James Cameron done anything else? I think he just produced Terminator. There's been two Terminator movies since. Two? Wait. Salvation was before this, right? There's Genesis. Then there's another one. I forgot the name of it. But he brings back Sarah Connor. Anyway. I don't believe he directed anything. In between. It's done. As I say, open suddenly. Takes a sharp breath. Inside. But a coffin. Man, come on. Several. Uh, several wine, and we are moving, emerging to a large chamber. What? 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 I'm just gonna say it. This is probably the worst script I've read. I'm sorry. I kind of hate this script. Why? Tech and medical scrubs floats weightlessly towards us. Wherever we are, we are not on Earth. Ooh. It squints as the lights flicker. Wait. What the fuck? What the fuck? That is a goddamn... That is a jump. What? Why is he in a cryo chamber? What the hell? The multi-tier cryo vault. Hundreds of cryo capsules are opening like more drawers. As medtechs pull themselves in at zero G, tending to their patients. Are we there? We're there, sunshine. I'm sorry. This script is fucking terrible. This is all over the place. I have no idea where we are. What's going on? No explanation. I'm going to take a sip of water. It's good water. Stay hydrated, guys. Time cut. Scores of the people emerge. From the cryo capsules in zero G, pale spirits of the dead rising from the rose open coffins. The medtech floats among them, among us. So this announcement voice. People, you have been in cryo for five years, nine months, twenty-two days. You'll be hungry. You'll be weak. You feel nausea. Please, use the sacks provided for your convenience. The staff thanks you in advance. Sorry, I hate, I hate this script. I hate it. I'm sorry. I apologize. As he pushes away from his capsule, gliding, the lock is across the aisle. His paralyzed legs, not and repeated, are in witnesses. 
against the cold infinity of stars glides interstellar spacecraft ISV Venture Star. As it moves past like an endless train, we realize the thing is enormous. Over half a mile long. Pan with it. 180 to reveal a gas giant planet. Called Polythemius. Ringed with dozens of moons, which cast beauty mark shadows on his vast face. The ISV diminishes away from us toward the largest moon, a blue, surprisingly Earth like world called Pandora. The ship dwindles to a speck against the blue moon. That's who Pandora. Orbits. We're here. ISV Venture Star drifts above the spectacular vista. The Sapphire Sea is an unfamiliar continent of Pandora. Close. Shut the fuck up, Art. Two massive Valkyrie. Hey, Valkyrie, how you doing? Shuttles. Madden. What the fuck? Besides, <laughs> it's Creed displayed. Sorry. Two massive Valkyrie shuttles are matted to a docking node. One of the separates from the space from the starship moves away and thrusts fire in short, short bursts. The shuttle moves away, descending toward Pandora. We hear the sound of drums building louder, louder, louder until massive cliffs. We're flying over a landscape of massive cliffs, towering. Carpeted in a rainforest. Great scarves of clouds swirl around the mesa tops. A primeval landscape, vast and forbidding. The trees are alien. The colors too cyan. There are waterfalls, rivers, distant flocks, winged creatures. Suddenly, Carpet of virgin rainforest gives way to an open pine. Open, I completely fucked that up. I apologize. An open pit mine, a lifeless crater, as if a giant cookie cutter took a chunk out of the world. Down among the tra the terraces are excavators and trucks the size of three-story buildings, and beyond the mine. The human colonnade. Ooh. Wow, guys. We're only eight pages in. It's already a lot. I'm going to be completely honest with you. If somebody saw this script and it wasn't from James Cameron, they would throw this goddamn script out. <laughs> I know they would. I would. <laughs> I got yelled at for doing stuff like this. Putting way too much into a script. But yeah. This is way too much. Don't know where we are. Very confusing. It's starting to reel in a little bit now, so let's hope it gets better. Hell's Gate is a cluster of squat concrete. Steel structures. Surrounded by chain link fence. 10 meters high, topped 
with a razor wire. At the corners of towers, with automated sentry guns swiveling several mounts, visible beyond the gun towers, the Valkyrie shuttle so roars across the treetops, vectorizing nozzles, change angle, bringing a ship to a slow hover. Get a little better, get a little better. Oh, never mind, I just saw it later. Through the screen of Jungle Canopy, you see the Valkyrie thunder ahead, overhead. Blue inhuman hand reaches into the shot. Hop, stop. Parting the foliage to reveal the shuttle hovering taxi across the compound. Hat like golden eyes watching. Who chief steps down the aisle. Exopags on! Passengers down there. Exopack. Breathing gear. But practice moves. Everybody except Jake, who is turning his this turning his this way. That trying to figure out the straps. Remember, people. Lose your mask. You're unconscious in 20 seconds. You're dead in four minutes. Let's nobody be dead today. Looks bad over my, my report. What the fuck is this goddamn? Hmm. The crew chief stops by Jake long enough to bark. Exo pack on! Let's go! Beneath the shuttle air, blast outward for a hundred meter radius. It settles to its landing gear. Inside. Everybody's queued up in the aisles with duffels ready, rows of tents, expectant faces, and breathing masks. And we dip down and find Jake, wheelchair, putting him to the level of everyone else's waist. The cargo ramp opens with a hydraulic whine. Go directly to the base. Do not stop. Go straight inside. Handheld. Fuck you. Sorry, this script is angering me. This might be the worst script for one of the best movies. You gotta, you gotta, gotta commend them. You gotta commend them. They made this bullshit work. <clears throat> And I'm probably going to get blackballed because I called James Cameron script bullshit, but hey, sorry. I apologize. Right with the arriving colonists to double time down the ramp. They jog across the exposed apron toward the walkway covered in chain link. Which leads to the complex. Inside the chain link tunnel are a couple of... Sp sp I... Assumed it's supposed to say Spec Ops, Sec Ops Troopers, Corporal Lyle Vet Wanfleet, Wainfleet, Corporal Lyle Wainfleet, and Private Fike, Sec Ops. Okay, so it's supposed to be Sec Ops. Okay, there's a colony, is private security force. These guys are laid back, hearted, and haggard. 
Wainfleet. Look at all that new meat. Jake rolls down a web. Jake rolls down a ramp. Check it out, man. Meals on wheels. That is just wrong. Jake, puppet his chair, looks around us. A huge tractor, taller than a house, wars past. Muddy wheels. He notices something sticking on the tires. Arrows. The Neolithic weapons. Jarring. Made all the advanced technology. Beyond the tractor, two VTOL vehicles take off. Armored and heavily armored. They are AT-99 Scorpion gunships. I didn't want to say. My scripts are very bad. They are nowhere near as good, but... Sorry, I gotta read more scripts to get better and honestly, bad scripts work too. What not to do. If this was anyone but James Cameron, this would be horrible. Or oh, I am so sorry. So I apologize if you guys enjoyed the script. I'm sorry if anybody who was like thinking about like, oh, maybe we should... Take a look at the script. And I apologize. You want to see what I done? Oh, I apologize as well. <laughs> but hey, let's get back to it. Mitsubishi. They put Mitsubishi in the script. Okay. I assume he knew he was going to get the sponsor. MK6 Ampsuits. Human operated walking machines. Four meters tall. Patrol the perimeter. They're heavily armed. Heavy armor and armed a huge rotary, rotary cannon called a GAU-90. I apologize, I'm still a little, still a little sick. That's why I've been off for a bit. I don't know what's going on, but hey. Beyond the outer fence stands a black wall of force, hundreds of feet high, a sentry gun. Opens fire from a tower. Tracers light up the twilight. Shadowy shape shrieks. Drops off the fence. The armed camp. A state of siege. Wainfleet at Fike. If Jake at his chair, the hairy eyeball as he approaches. What are you two lip dicks staring at? Oh, sorry. I cannot do that voice. Ooh. Sorry. Uh. Jake rolls past. Something swoops down behind him and go crash. Smashes gets the chain link right next to his head. A vicious aerial printer, a meter across, gnashes glass fangs gets the steel. Ooh, it stabs at him through the chain link with a tail. It ain't glistening stellar. A sting bat. Ooh. Wainfleet casually blasted with his pistol. It drops off the fence. Tail still lashing. Seen a lot of guys leave this place in a wheelchair. Never seen anybody show up in one. Oh, this guy. Jake stares at the gnashing flames. The dying alien. On a walkway at the op center. Seen from above. 
a uniformed figure grips the railing, watching Jake pump his chair through the tunnel below. The hair is clipped short, scalp is etched by long, parallel scars, with some Pandorian Dinsian's claws raked across it. The bare arms below tightly rolled up sleeves, seem hewn out of some hard tropical wood, crisscrossed by scars. The man rises, his masked face to look up at the sky. He eyed. His eyes are icy steel gray. The mighty Polythemus seems to fill the sky beyond the clouds. You're not a Kansas anymore. I assume this is one. Fuck, what's his name again? Oh, yeah. This. He's a great actor. Don't breathe. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Ah, doesn't matter. The man from the balcony, Colonel J Miles Quaritch. Quaritch, right? Quaritch is the head of security for Hell's Gate Colony. A hundred new arrivals watch. Rapidly, rapidly, as he paces like a panther across the front of the large cafeteria, he stops, stands wide. Without his mask, we see Quaritch's face. Quaritch's features are rugged and handsome, except for the scar that runs from scalp to, to jaw down one side of his face. On one hip, he carries a very large pistol. You're on Pandora, ladies and gentlemen. Respect that fact every second of every day. Jake rolls in, watch it from the back. Colonel Quarch raises his hand and points out the window toward a dark tree line. Up beyond that fence, every livid thing that crawls, flies, or squats in the mud wants to kill you. And eat your eyes for jubies, jujubies. The room gets very quiet. We have an indigenous population of humanoids here called the Navi. They're fond of arrows dipped in neurotoxin, which could stop your heart in a minute. We operate, we live at a constant threat condition yellow. And across the solid faces of miners, cat machine drivers, engineers, geologists, as they take that in. As head of security, it's my job to keep you alive. I will not succeed. Not with you all. If you wish to survive, you need a strong mental attitude. You need to follow procedure. Nothing like an old school safety breathe to put your mind at ease. Yeah. People are roaming in both directions. Looking for rooms, lugging, duffels, and cases. 
What the fuck is that word? An eager young xenoanthropologist. Okay. Staggering. And they're an overpacked duffel. Wants to catch up to Jake. Hey, you're Jake, right? Tom's brother? You look just like him. Sorry, I'm Norris Spellman. I went through Avatar training with him. <laughs> Norm offers his head and Jake shakes it. Yeah. He's a great guy. Funny. Big shock to us all. Jake pumps the wheel. This chair. Rolling on. Norm walks with him. And duh, obviously you look like him. I mean, we're genetically identical. You wouldn't be taken over as Avatar. That's why I'm here. Hold the fuck up. When the fuck did they mention this? They did not mention this at all. Did I skip over a page? They did not mention that he, that Avatar thing at all before. I'm going back. I'm just going to make sure. I swear to God, they did not. Yeah. They did not mention that at all. How the fuck does he know that he's taking over? I'm sorry. I really don't like the script. So you want to go check it out? Jake and Norm entered the bio lab, a large lab complex with many adjoining, adjoining rooms. Max. Me and Norm are out here to drive these remotely controlled bodies called avatars. They're grown from human DNA mixed with DNA from natives here. Scientist Dr. Max Calamore is supervising the uncurrying of two shipping containers. The near has the size removed, revealing a ceiling height acrylic tank. Norm stops to stare. Jake rolls past as if drawn by some unseen force towards the Aminino tank. There's a figure floating. Laquity. 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 Sorry. Inside, which looks like a man. A very large, very blue man. That's not normal. Blood circulates through a synthetic umbilical. In the abdomen, as the figure turns in an animatic fluid, you see that it's a lemur-like tail, the skin cyan blue, long black hair drifts graceful as seaweed. Damn, they got big. Sorry. Where the fuck? How the fuck does Jake know 
all about this. How does he know about this? Alright, the movie must must be changed drastically. Because I don't know how the fuck they did this. How did they get away with this? Biggest film of all time, too. Yeah, they mature how to trip out. So, the... Pro... Price... worked pretty well. Yeah, they got great muscle tone. Give us a few hours. You guys are take the first bed. Look at sleeping face turns towards us. The features are, despite feline ears, long feral snout, definitely cheeks. It's like him. No, it looks like you. It's your avatar now, Jake. Mesmerized as he stares at the tank. The idea is, every driver is matched to his own avatar. Video log here. Jake's voiceover up until now has been part of this video log. So their nervous systems are in tune. Or something. Which is why they offered me this gig. Because I could link with Tommy's avatar. Which was insanely expensive. Is that right? I just say whatever in these video logs. Norm. Working nearby with Max. Yeah, you could just need to get in the habit of documenting everything. What you see, what you feel. It's all part of the science. Good science starts with good observation. You do with a blue guess. Right. So whatever. Here I am. Doing sites. Never been in a lab before. Log off. It's time to meet your boss for the next five years. At least Jake and Norm through the short corridor. To the lake room. Contains... Sorry. There's dozen ionic link units, which look like coffins crossed with the MRI scanners. Grace Augustine's a legend. The head of the Avatar program, and she wrote the book. I mean, literally wrote the book on Pandora Bottomy. That's because she likes plants better than people. Dr. Grace Augustine sits up in a link, stretching. Cracking her neck after a long session. She's 50, with a strong face, fiercely intelligent eyes. He's got my goddamn cigarette. A tech scurries to break it to her, already lit. Around, around here, they jump when Grace barks. Grace stands scowling as Jake. Norm and Max approach. Here she is, Cinderella, back from the ball. Grace, I'd like you to meet Norm Spellman. Norm, 
and good things about you. How's your Navi? May all, may the all mother smile upon our first meeting. Not bad. You sound a little formal. Still much to learn. Jake waits as they ignore him, chattering a fluent Navi. Grace, this is Jake's. Yeah, yeah. I know who you are. I don't need you. I need your brother. You know, the PhD who trained three years for this mission. He's dead. I know it's a big inconvenience to everyone. Which lab trade have you had? You ever, ever read a gas chromatop? Chromatograph. Sorry, my my nose is like really bad right now. I can't like say big words like that. All right. No. Any actual lab work at all? High school chemistry, but I ditched. First wheels on Max. You see? You see? They're pissing on us without even the courtesy of calling it rain. I'm going to Sephrilage. He shoves past Jake. Grace is not a good idea. He's already out the door, clomping down the corridor. J Max turns to Jake with a pain look. Here. Tomorrow, 0800. Try to use big words. No, please. I, I can't read. I'm stupid. There's like an air traffic control tower with lots of screens. Bad windows show a whole complex. Administrator Parker Selfridge. Takes a ball from newly opened case of titles. Sets it on the floor. Selfridge is a young, charismatic focus. Some would say ruthless. He assumes a stance and lines up his putt toward the practice cup across the control room floor. Glasses up as Grace strides towards him. Parker. Parker! Sorry, this is a Spider-Man reference every time I do one of these. Parker, I used to think... It was benign neglect. Now I see you're intentionally screwing us. Grace, you know I enjoy our little talks. I need a research assistant, not some jarhead dropout. Suffered looks down and hits the ball. Grace kicks the practice cup aside. Ball rolls past. Suffered looks at her with a sigh. Actually, we got lucky with her. Actually, we got lucky with him. Lucky? How's any way lucky? Yeah, just picture Sigourney Weaver saying these. Much better. Sorry. As Sasha's over to retrieve the ball. Well, lucky your guy had a twin brother, and lucky the brother wasn't an oral hygienist or something. A Marine we could use. I'm assigning him to your team as security escort. The last thing I need out there is another trigger happy asshole. Last thing I need is another trigger. The last thing I need is another trigger happy asshole out there. Look, you're supposed to be winning the hearts and minds of the natives. 
Is that the whole point of your little puppet show? If you look like them, if you talk like them, they'll trust you. Douglas crosses his office behind a glass wall nearby. Chris follows. But after how many years, relations with the indigenous are only going to get worse. That tends to happen when you use machine guns on them. Alright, this is a good time to take a little break, guys. Oh, whew. I need to chill for a little bit, you know. Relax. Yes, this is a song from Disney, so I'm going to have to probably mute this or cut it. Oh, mm. We all good? Oh, very ready to go. I'm tired. Here we go. This is definitely getting cut because it got fucking copyright claimed in my last video. Look, break it, Hicks. Come on. Oh, see, that was fucking great, right? Why is there another ad running? Didn't the ad just run? Anyway. Oh, this is where we talk about other games. Alright, let's get back to it. On Sephiroth's desk, magnetic base, and hovering in midair, the invisible field is a lump of metallic rock, pure, unobtainium. That is the dumbest fucking thing. They'll call it unobtainium. He grabs it and holds it up between thumb and forefinger, and front of Grace's eyes. This is why we're here. Unobtainium. Because this little gray rock sells for 20 million a kilo. 
No other reason. This is what pays for the party. And it's what pays for your side. It's Caprindo. That's an asshole. It says Caprindo. That's prohibited David Abdo. Places back in the magnetic field. Those savages are out there threatening our operation. I'm on the brink of war. You're supposed to be finding a diplomatic solution. So use what you've got and get me some results. Next morning, Grace, Norm, and Jake approach their link units. Jake glances through the pressure window and the adjoining chamber, the ambient room. Jake's avatar lies at Gurney, breathes slowly the Pandoran air. Norm's avatar is also out of sight of Gurney. Both are attended by Medtex and Exomask. Norm slips into his link, link chair, expertly dotting biometric sensors. How much link time do you have logged? 520 hours. Whoo! First looks pointedly at Jake. Like an hour? Tell me you're joking. What the fuck do you get an hour? Alright. Dumbass. Grace opens the hood of Jake's link unit. Jake starts hauling himself across on his wheelchair. She reaches to help him, but don't! I got this. We just figured you'd come out here. The most hostile environment known to man with no training of any kind. See how it went? Going through your head. He meets her eyes with defiant glare. Maybe I was just tired of doctors telling me what I couldn't do. Chris watches him laboriously pulling on his inner legs into the chair by hand. Jake settles into the warm fluid gel packs lining the unit. Seems to unfold him. Grace adjusts his biometric sensors and lowers the upper clamshell. Relax and let your mind go blank. That should be hard for you. It's the darkest part of my lily white. Clammy hood muffles the rest. Oh, okay. I thought he got. You know, that's that's the generic thing to do. You say that, then you're fucking shocked or something. But slamming hood muffles the rest. Initiate link. The link tech touches some controls. On a large monitor, the 3D scanner of Jake's brain appears. Regions of activity flow with complex shifted colors. I was going to say, it's been a while since we had a fucking direction in the script. There it is at the end. That's a gorgeous brain. Nice activities. Nice activity. Go figure. Alright, I'm going in. He's locked. 40%. He's in transition. Max watches the display, showing the avatar's nervous system. Aligning with Jake's. Two ghostly networks of light merging. That's it. Find your home. Inside the link unit. His eyes move under his lids like a dreamer in REM sleep. Like in mild, go watch that. Mild, my film. I'll do that. I'll uh, read that script to you guys. A lot, a lot cleaner than this. Not great, 
but a lot cleaner and sharper than this, honestly. Sorry, James. Keep shitting on your script. I don't want to, but... Very easy to. Sorry, Jake's mind. Radiant streamers coil us into a pulsing tunnel of light and... Green flares white. <laughs> Resolving to overexpose out of focus image. Two blurry faces wear masks looking down. Two very intense eyes fill frame. Really pissed me off, man. Why is this on here? Bridgerton, why is this on my on this playlist? Whatever. He's in. Face lock 99%. Link is stable. Blinking. Jake slowly sits by the gurney. He looks down at his avatar body, touches his chest with one hand. Take it slow, Jake. You need to check your monitor, your motor control. Try touching your fingertips together. Jake has to listen, staring at his legs. He eases him off the gurney and Luffy touches the concrete floor, taking his weight. Jake stands, feeling the strength in his legs, expressing his childlike with wonder. His POV, looking down at Metex, seeing the size of children next to his nine foot tall frame. He sees something, like a blue tentacle, curl across his arm. Jerks around on arm, his tail, ooh, ooh. As he turns to see it, Tell sweeps instruments off a table with a crash. Jake laughs and grins at Max. Easy, Jake. I need you to sit down. It takes a step, then another. The wires to the bio biomonitors pull taut. He yanks them off his chest. Jake, wait. About to run some tests. But Jake pushes past the protested Metex towards the door and Jake Sula is a fucking quant. Sorry. Jake emerges blinking in the morning sun. He finds himself in the Avatar compound, a living and training area. Nearby, a couple avatars are playing one-on-one -on -one in front of a non-regulation height basketball net. Others go about their daily activities around the compound. Jake flexes his legs and jumps, lands a little unsteadily, but its expression is joyful. He takes a few steps and breaks into a run. People are calling to him somewhere, but he doesn't hear him. He's running. RUNNING! He finds himself in the compound garden and stops amid the neatly tended rows of alien plants. He looks down, wiggling his toes in the warm soil, and inhales deeply, reveling in the alien smells, earth, plants, and nearby forests. Looks at his bare footprint in the soil of an alien world. Hey, Marine! He turns in a familiar voice to see a statuesque female avatar walking toward him. Avatar Grace is magnificent with panther thighs, a flat, muscular stomach, firm athlete's breasts. She wears shorts and a t shirt. In human years, she would be about 35. Grace? Well, who'd you expect, numbnuts? Think fast! There was a piece of Pandora fruit, which he catches. Motor control is looking good. He bites into the fruit. The juice is running down his chin. Hey, check it out. Towards, 
Jake turns to see Norm's avatar poses like a bodybuilder. Chest shot, back shot, bodies. I'm a living god. Skip that entire thing, cause fuck you. Kaboom! The entire face on one terrace is blown skyward. A chain of explosions. The shot blasts hundreds of tons of rocks loose. The wheel loader shoveling up rich rock and dropping it into dump trucks. Okay, we're just a cut. Oh, it's like, where the fuck did this come from? Wall of steel fills frame. The dozer blade crushes everything in its path, reducing trees to kindling. Showing a clear cutting operation near the mine as the road is cut through the jungle. Mobile operated dozers, three stories tall, rip into the tree line. One of the dozers is a rotating slash cutter. A vicious spitting head. Mounted on a hydraulic arm that hogs through the enormous tree trunks, tree trunks, a spray of wood shrapnel. Right here we go. <clears throat> a, all right, a wall of steel fills frame. Fucking this shit again. All right, so yeah, I took a break after this. I came back. I watched the movie. Movie's much better than the script. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh man, the movie is absolutely incredible. It's beautiful. The shit, the script has really changed. There's a lot of things cut around, changed up, makes a lot more sense, and not, not really explained well, but still makes sense. Much better than the script. Yeah. Here we go. Still fills the frame, the doozy, everything in his path. Reducing the trees into kindling. Clear cutting operation near the mine. As the road is cut through the jungle, remotely operated dozers, three stories tall, rip into the tree line. What are the dozers? A rotating slash cutter. A vicious spitting head mounted on a hydraulic arm that hogs through the enormous tree trunks in the spray of wood shrapnel. The heavy machines are escorted by amp suits. Colonel Corch. On foot, leads a squad of troopers wearing breathing masks, carrying almighty big automatic weapons. A banshee, a fearsome aerial predator, hurls from above, diving towards them at wings three meters across. We get a glimpse of glassy fangs before boom, for boom. Sorry. Which cranks the three rapid shots with his massive sidearm. Drops with a shriek and crashes near them. The Corch fires two more well placed rounds. The newbies stare at the thing's barracudity. I'm pretty sure this is not in the film. This is not in the film. I'm gonna skip this because it's not in the film. It's already very long. Dick sits on a wooden bed, long hut of tropical style.
Jake sits on a wooden bed in a long hut of tropical-style construction. Beamed ceiling, open sides covered by screen. Round him, the other avatars bedding down for the night, pulling insect netting around their cots. One hand, Jake holds the end of his long, braided queue of hair. The ends of the hair wreathe slowly, with their own life, like tendrils of a sea creature. That's kind of freaky. That's kind of freaky. Ray switches off the overheads. Lights out, amigos. See you at dinner. Jake sits to the twilight, listening to the screeches and hoots from the forest. Finally, he lays down, closing his eyes. His eyes open. Jake blinks, distorted, as Max opens up the upper clamshell of his link suit. Well, there's one, there's one thing in the film, but oh, I digress. In the next chair, Grace sits up, yawning, cracking her neck, and scared tech runs to her with a lit cigarette. Damn, same old sack of bones. Again, I don't believe this is in a film. Unless Disney Plus changed it, has a different cut on there. But. Because there is a scene earlier that I'm misremembering. I'm either misremembering or they changed it. We'll get to that. Jake sits with Grace, Norm, and the other Avatar drivers. Around the miners, troopers, other base personnel wolf their breakfast. Grace is engaged in a heated conversation with another scientist. Jake isolated from conversation around him notices pilot Trudy Chacon approaching, dressed in her flight suit. She's rock hard, former marine, with thousands of flight hours in the Badlands. Sui? Colonel wants to see you in Armor Bay. Jake gives Norm a puzzled glance and pivots from the table. He wheels away, led by Trudy. Tied on Grace. She, Grace is scowling as she watches him go. Jake and Trudy enter the Armor Bay, passing tilt loaders. Under repair, there are heavily armored scorpions, as well as several SA-2 Samsung, Samson. Workhorses. That feels very loud. I'm just gonna turn it down a little bit. There are two heavily armored scorpions as well as several SA-2 Samson workhorses outfitted with door guns and rocket pods. You guys are packing some heavy ordnance. Yeah, because we're not the only thing flying around out there. Or the biggest. We're going to need you on door gun. I'm a man short. Yeah, no problem. Again, not in the film. He extends her fist and he taps it with his. So on the flight line 09, he's down there. Yeah, it's not in the film. He just goes, he just goes in the room. Jake rolls his chair along the central gallery of the armor bay. Passive rolls of amp suits stand in service racks. Techs clamber over the suits, loaded ordnance with cranes and lifts. At the end of the row is a makeshift gym area. Quartz of bench rocks and massive plates. Low gravity makes you soft. You get soft. Pandora will shit you out dead with zero warning. Work racks bar sets up, sweating, but not winding. I pulled your record, Corporal. Venezuela, it's a mean bush. 
Look like this out here, though. You got heart, kid. Coming out here. Yeah, I'll just fit it. Just another hell ho. For truckles. Appreciatively. Claps on my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Men. The chief mechanic. Yells from the nearest amp suit. Servos in, Colonel. If you want to try it. Which crosses the suit with Jake following. That was the first recall a few years ago. Ahead of you. More than a few. Two tours in Nigeria. Not a scratch. I come out here and... Points a scarred face. They can fix this if I root you in the back. Well, you know what? I kind of like it. Reminds me every day what's out there. Besides, I can't leave. Looks out. As if he could see through the wall. To the tree line. This is my war here. Cord climbs the suit and reaches into the cockpit. Throwing some switches, the suit's gas turbine spools up with a rising whine. This Avatar program is a joke. Bunch of limp dick scientists. But we have a unique opportunity here, you and I. A recon marine and Avatar body could get me the intel I need on the ground right in the hostiles camp. The whine is now a roaring whoosh as the suit trembles with power. The air boils above the exhaust vents. Quartz reaches in and operates the controls flexing one huge hand. Oh, big ass hand. He's not the waiting mechanic. Looks good. I need you to learn about these savages. Get into trust. Find out. I, I can't speak like that. Sorry. Oh, God. Find out how I can force their car. Find out how I can force their cooperation. Or hit them hard if they don't. Maybe you keep some of my boys from getting home like you. Or bag the tag. What? Going home? Why are you? Okay. Sounds real good, Colonel. So am I still Augustine? On paper. You walk like one of the science freaks. You quack like one. But you report to me. Can you do that for me? I can't, I can't, I can't speak in that voice. I'm sorry. Oh, God, my throat. Ah. Big nods. Quartz brings the suit to life. He steps forward to pivot smoothly. He bounces the two-ton machine on one foot while sweeping his arms. Strong, graceful arcs. Ooh. Jake realizes he's doing a washukata. Washukata. I don't know what that is. A flawless display, strength and control. He's impressive. Jake is impressed. Or just the kind of man he respects. Focus. Hard. Determined. Look, son. I take care of my own. Get me what I need and I'll see you get your legs back when you rotate home. Your real legs. He raises the suit's hand, slams the canopy shut with the visor of a helmet. Jake watches Corgis. Walk past huge feet clanging. Kong. Kong. Kong, Skull Island. Godzilla vs. Kong. Grace is on the move. Gulping coffee. In a hurry to get there. First sortie started. Scans the clipboard and Max. Start calibrating. On a flight line in 10 minutes. Max nods. Jogs ahead towards the link room. Jake and Norm fall in with Grace as they enter connecting quarter. What did Alita want? Just Marines comparing tattoons. Yeah, well, listen to me, Maureen. You're driving an avatar now. That means you're in my world. Got it? Got it.
character enters the link room. Grace crouches. Grace crosses to the controls of Jenks' link suit. You have to catch up. That son of a bitch has screwed this program up enough. All this exists so we can go out there and build a bridge of trust to these people who could teach us so much. Thanks to course, his thugs and Navi won't even talk to us anymore. And how is this supposed to work? You have a new face. You're fluent. You studied the culture. You're not threatening. The ones we know best, the Om the Omara Omataka. Omataka clan. They give you a chance. Before you can get them back to the table before things go tits up for good. The feeling is a pep talk. Suffer. Cross the cross from a wheelchair to link. How do we contact them? We don't. They contact us. See us taking our samples, treating the forest with respect. Not trampling over everything in sight. They may reach out to us. They may skin us and make us a drum. Dick lies back, lowering the sensor array over his body. Just try to keep your mouth shut. Let Norm do the talking. That's your hard and we Flying over carpet of rainforest, past sheer cliffs, cloud weathered massives. Trudy Sampson, tilt roar tilt rotor, chases the shadow across the treetops. So big as a black hawk, it is tiny and vaster, primeval landscape. Side doors of the Samson. Trooper Van Wanfleet. An exomassive body armor leans at his door gun, scanning for aerial predators. An avatar form. Jake, Grace, and Norm watch the forest, unrolling beneath them. Wind blasting their clothes. Jake man's the other gun other door gun, his feet propped on the skids. Rudy flies from a pressurized cockpit. She banks to follow a shallow river. Storm beats heard. One o'clock. Norm grins and points excitedly. It looks in time to see a herd of storm beasts. Massive six-legged creatures reminiscent of buffalo thunder across the river. Looks like a bull. Six cows or some juveniles. The bull has red on the dorsal armor. Grace nods approvingly. Blah 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 blah. When he whoops while Norm looks like he's about to puke. Yoko can't cackin cackin chachin chachin. I'm gonna say chachin. I the movie I only heard Trudy so. Yo chachin get some. It grins to the airstream. Small metal among towering trees, fern like grass is beaten down in waves by the water wash. Samson settles to the ground. Jake pulls on a massive door gun off. Pencil mount. Helps it like an assault rifle. He and Wingfleet leap out. Secure the LZ. Scanning. Tree line. Whirly. Weapons aimed. Chris jogs forward to the cockpit. Motioning Trudy to shut down. Trudy kills the Samson's turbines. Chris towering over Wingfleet. Motions them to hang back. Stay with the ship. One idiot with a gun is enough. Whatever you say, Doc. It takes point as they enter the jungle. I'll have fun out there. The forest engulfs Jake, Chris, and Norm in scion gloom. 
Shadows are alive with the chittering sounds of unseen alien wildlife. Ooh. Foliage, hyper alert. Looking around like a tourist in hell. A monkey-like preliminaries. Leap from limb from limb overhead. Flashing through the sunlight streaming down in shafts. A plant with swaying tendrils with reach toward Jake as he passes. Which, which reach up, sorry. This, this forest is more alive than any on earth. But plants that react and move like animals. Jake white knuckles his rifle. As if every shadow conceals razor fang death. Relax, Marine. You're making me nervous. He pushes ahead of him on a trail. Forcing him to lower his muscle as he follows her. Grace moves nimbly on the path. Seemingly unconcerned. <clears throat> Party moves between the huge trees. Tiny as ants. The trail's gone steeper. Going tougher. Okay, clearing with overgrown building made of timbers cut from the local trees with a thatch roof. It's covered with vines. Sort of guy just heard something. Oh. Okay, it's covered with vines as the jungle reclaims it. How do they know they how will they know we're here? I'm sure they're watching us right now. Norm gulps. Jake looks behind as they approach the school, feeling unseen eyes. Boos as he steps among dried leaves, a few modern children's books. Lorward's Creek. What the fuck? This is not in a film. Bring the soil probe right here. Yellow case. Looks up at the rustling among the dark rafters. Roosting sting bats. I I him wearily. All right, so what else we man? <clears throat> so, um, a lot of this is not in the film. <laughs> they cut a lot of shit. I'm glad, because a lot of this doesn't make any sense, and it's very stupid. Sorry, I apologize again for shit not this film. What up, Kix? How you doing? We're back with reading Scripted Sunday. So. <clears throat> reading Avatar. Hope you guys somehow enjoyed this terrible script. <clears throat> Grace picks up a motoring copy of the Lorax by Dr. Seuss from the floor and puts it back on a shelf. If you guys need a refresher on the Avatar movie before the sequel comes out this weekend, well, there you go. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Apologize. <coughs> the Stingbacks knocked them off. Guess I always hope somebody will come back and read them. Why do they come back? The Navi learned about as much as they needed to know. Jake sees something, approaches the blackboard, reaches. What the fuck? This is not in the film. None of that shit is in the film. All of this is not school. What the hell is this school thing? Not in the film. Grace, blue head, gently brushing away soil. Those are the tangle root tendrils. See, right here. That's where the. Right here where the roots of the trees interact. Grace and Nora crouch among an enormous octopus. Oh shit, that's a lot of. Oh. She takes a tiny sample, use a needle like probe. Norm uses a digital device to scan the roots. Jake, boy, scouts ahead a few meters. <clears throat> Come to a glade 
filled with shoulder-high spiral plants called Helicordians. Helicordians. Okay. Okay. He brushes one and sucks down to a tube. To the crowd so quickly it seems to simply vanish. Curious, Jake touches another. Shtoik. And another. Like popping balloons after a party. Shtoik, 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 shtoik. Shtoik. A chain reaction begins, and a whole colony pulls down to the ground, revealing. I forgot to play music. Ooh. A hammerhead. Titan. Titanothar. They don't say the name of it, so yeah. Six legged rhinoceros. But twice that size. It's massive, slow slung head. Has projections of bone giving it the look of a hammerhead shark. Ooh. It's baleful eyes lock onto him. Jake raises his rifle. Grace alerted by the creature snorts. Runs to where she could see the taboo. She presses her throat mic. Don't shoot. You'll piss it off. I don't know why I did that voice. Gonna be horrible for me. <clears throat> also, I'm not doing voice anymore, so. The ball hammerhead... Bellows and lowers its three, me three meter wide sledgehammer of a skull. It's already pissed off. Jake, that armor's too thick, trust me. Jake starts to back away. The hammerhead bellows again. Pull on earth. It's territorial threat display. Do not run or he'll charge. What do I do? Hold your ground. The hammerhead slashes its head sideways, splintering saplings. It bellows again, lowers its head, and charges. Jake screams at the top of his lungs. Spreading his arms wide and runs straight to that thing. It stops abruptly with an oversized bleat on Jake. Amazed that the camp it worked. Oh yeah! Who's bad? That's right! Oh my Something rises behind him out of focus. Ooh. A Thantar. Thanatar. The most awesome land protect predator in the universe. Okay. Most most awesome land protect. Sorry, the most awesome land predator the universe has ever conceived. This thing could eat a T Rex and have an alien for dessert. Ooh, call back the alien. <laughs> I see you, James Cameron. You son of a bitch. Black six limb panther from hell, armored head and massive test the test no jaws i i cannot read i'm very sorry i apologize jake unaware of the advanced thanatar still bracing the hammerhead that's what i'm talking about bitch Ooh. a bull wheels around trumpet trumpeting in fear it crashes away through splintering undergrowth that's right mother guttural snarl behind him jake spins in time to see Three tons of rippling thanatar launch over him. Landed between him and a hammerhead. The ground shakes. Thanatar emits an ear-splitting roar. Enraged that the hammerhead got away. It twists itself. Turning to face Jake. And bears its fangs with a lethal hiss. Now we're in a good part of the, of the film. Now things are actually happening. Like, okay, cool. Now I'm interested. About this one. Run. Don't run? What? Run? Definitely run! Jake bolts as Thanatar leaps after him. 
Jake launches up between two large trunks, forcing the beast to claw its way around to the side while Jake scrabbles up and around over a tangle of roots and crash. Claws slash the air behind him, exploding bark off the tree. Jake wheels himself forward in a frenzy with rippling muscle. The beast is airborne again, blacking out the sun, but Jake dives under a massive root system and crash. Kettling rains around him as the beast tears into the root trunks above him. Claws slash down next to him as he rolls in claw like crawls. Listening jaws smash and snap against the barrier trunks, sending chunks of wood flying. Its spittle sprays cross cheek. Jaw inches away as he rolls onto his back. Fires his AR point blank, but the rifle is Snatched out from his hand, the beast screeches ungodly well. A pain, a rage, and rips the entire trunk away. Jake scrambles to escape, but so the jaws launch downward, snap shut in. The creature rips Jake out of the tree, shaking him like a junkyard dog with a rabbit only. It has him by the backpack. So Jake unlatches it, and he flies free as the Thanatar crushes the pack with its teeth. Give Jake a moment to sprint away, but with a hideous bellow, the Thanatar crashes after him, splintering trees. Jake runs in a blur, dodging between trunks as a glistening black tornado shreds the forest behind a man. And he sees water. <laughs> we have water. <laughs> he sees water ahead and dives outward. With all his might, the Thanatar's jaws snap shut itches behind him. As he flies out into the open space, Jake splashes down swiftly moving river. Thetatar leaps down after him, pursuing him from rock to rock, his claws swiping like a grizzly fishing for something. Jake ducks under as foosh! Black claws slash past his face and make turbulent bubbles. Waterfall ahead, Jake is swept over falls. Thetatar swiping at him from a rock, just missing. Jake disappears down the throat of a thundering kakarot. Ooh, see that was pretty exciting. Now that that was good, that was good. See, not that much uh, direction in there. Hmm. The water boils below the cataract. Cataract. What the fuck? Did I say cataract? Why did I say cataract? Fucking Jovios. Cataract. <laughs> Jake's head bursts through the surface. He gasps for breath. He is carried along by the current. But manages to grab a limb from on a fallen tree. He weakly pulls himself up and just lies there, gasping on the trunk. Above him on the cliff, the Thetatar bellows, a roar which echoes across the jungle. Jake, wet and bruised, crouches under a screen of giant leaves. He hacks maniacally at the end of a cut sa sapling. With his knife forming a crude but sharp tip. Tracking. Oh, God. There it is. There's the direction. He walks through the forest like it's a minefield, carrying his spear, white knuckled. He is freaked and hyper alert. <clears throat> the trees here are 100 meters high, blocking out the sky. A few pencil beams of sunlight filter down through the scion gloom.
looking down through the leaves. We watch Jake as he moves wearily, wearily through the forest. It's two golden eyes, bright in the shadow. The shit. Jake passes under a tree limb, invisible to him, tricked out a limb like a leopard. It's a striking Navi girl. She watches, only her eyes moving. She is lithe as a cat. With long neck, muscular shoulders, and nimble breasts. Nubile breasts. I don't think we needed to put that in there, but whatever. She watches, only her eyes moving. Oh, what the fuck? I already read that, sorry. She's devastatingly beautiful. For a girl with a tail, in human age, she'll be 18. Her name is Ngatiri. She's 18? Why would she be 18? Why would you put that in the script? I thought I thought she was a grown woman. Okay. Now I feel weird. Yeah, whatever. And it's always Aldana. Very clearly not 18. Anyway. Jake passes less two meters beneath her, oblivious. Tiri rises soundlessly, one fluid, synonymous movement. She knocks an arrow with the bow and draws, aiming right at Jake, utterly silent. Aloy! Sorry. Below her, Jake is totally unaware of the arrow aimed at his throat. She follows him with the bow, muscles tense for the shot, then something drifts down in front of her. She hesitates. A single wood sprite floats down the land on an arrowhead. Like a dandelion scene, but larger. The wood sprite waves its silky Cecilia feather lights as it bounces on a deadly point. Close faintly in the dark shadows, Natiri frowns, puzzled, and lowers her bow slowly. The wood sprite whirls away into the gloom. Saved by a wood sprite. Raising Norm peer down the shadow forest. Trudy banks in search pattern. Going out to call it, guys. We're not allowed to run night ops. Colonel's orders. Race looks to the west. The sun's settling with behind alien trees. Shit. Sorry, Doc. He's just going to have to hang out until morning. It's not going to make it till morning. Race stares to the dark forest. Samson begs hard, thundering away towards the setting sun. Giant plant rises behind black trees. Jake's got a new problem. He sees shapes moving with liquid grace in the night. Shadows behind him. He's being stalked by a pack of viper wolves. They catch his only glimpses. The, a glint of eyes. So they can black movement. Did nothing darkness he knots his t-shirt around the butt of the end of the spear he jabs the makeshift torture to the sap soaking the shirt with it waterproof match from his survival kit lights the torch torch creates a pool of light surrounded by pulsing leaping shadows Jake turns warily, 
as he moves along the trail. Behind him are several pairs of reflective green eyes for the pair flanking him beside the trail. Black on black shapes, which seem to flow like liquid. He looks up, sees one across a limb overhead. Another, his opposite flank, did a hideous sound, like a hyena's psychotic laugh. Ooh. The viper wolves could run like a dog, get climb like a monkey. They are hunting Jake from the ground and the trees. Jake runs by torchlight. On the edge of paddock, he reaches a steep banked stream. A steep banked stream, and without thinking, runs across a horizontal trunk. Stops dead on the other side. The torch illuminates green eyes cutting ahead of him. Across the trail, the viper wolves have encircled. Psychotic barks become more intense as they signal each other, getting excited. One makes a run at him, angling his legs from behind, but Jake rolls with J-Man to torch at its face. It yips and goes past, but another moves in. Japs it with the business end of the spear, and it snarls, retreating, baring its fangs. Now half a dozen are circling him in the open. He sees and what he's up against. The viper wolves are six-limbed, with shiny, chitinous skin, their paws leathery black hands, intelligent eye glistening black teeth, dead white gums. Ooh. Alright, so. It's a common thing. Six limbs. The Navi or not don't have six limbs, so. Yeah, little water break. Alright. Jake realizes he's making his final stand. He whirls the torch. And they are keeping him at bay. He has a rush of adrenaline. It goes through him like a lightning bolt. The fear is gone. I don't have all goddamn night. Come on! Come on! The snarls and a blur of motion. They attack! Jake cracks the spear down on one and spins as another leaps at him. He plants the spear and it strikes it true, but momentum wrenches it from his hand. Ooh, and the torch goes flying. Left in semi-darkness, Jake draws his knife as a wolf lunges, sinking his teeth into his arm. He yells in pain and fury, slashing it with his knife, which cuts deeper into the beast's shoulder and lets go. Jake sprints, trying to escape, but a snarling viper wolf leaps, grabbing him by the ankle with his forehead. Ooh, forehand. Jake tears away, sprawling, scrambling to get up as three wolves charge at once. The nearest leaps at his throat just as thunk. Ooh, an arrow appears in his chest. The wolf lands on him, already dead weight. He pushes it off in time to see a blue Amazon emerge from the trees. Knock another arrow. Draw and fire one fluid motion. An unearthly yowl as another wolf falls. Terry leaps right over Dra Jake. That was what I was to say Drake. I don't know why. The Terry leaps right over Jake and cracks her bow down on the skull of a circling wolf. Another springs at her. She drops under its weight. But Rose, coming up on top of it with a knife in her hand. Her knife flashes down, buried the hilt into his chest. Slurring, a wounded wolf attacks Jake, and he kicks it away, but it spins and leaps back onto him. 
Jake barely catches it, throat in time to keep the snapping jaws away from his face. Meanwhile, Natiri swings her bow and the big arc cracking across the heads and shoulders of the two remaining wolves. I don't know, I can't I can't make those I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna make those sounds, you know. Not even tempted. Wolves slink at circle, yelping as the bow whistles past them. Finally, they break and run. From the teary chase again, they bound away through the foliage as she shouts after them. Rawr! I I I hate doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. I I just wanted to try it. Nope, not doing it again. Never again. Mm -mm. Jake has the adversary pinned and is choking it with his, all his weight. Finally, he stops thrashing. Panting, he releases it, looks up at Natiri. Her tail lashes as she scans the forest. Listen to the fading yelps of the wolves. Satisfied, the attack is over. She turns. She regards him coldly for a second and walks past him. Natiri picks up a torch and extinguishes it in the string. Wait, don't! He blinks around the darkness, realizing he can still see. In fact, the blinding torchlight gone, the forest is transformed. The jungle has come alive with bioluminescence. I said that big word. Fucking great. Holy shit, I'm surprised. Spots of patterns. Ghosts and galaxies of blue-green light. Big scrambles to recover his spear. Natiri kneels beside a dying wolf. His cries are pitiful. Paws at the air, try to raise his head. She pulls her knife from her chest. Forgive me, my brother. My proprius. She cuts its throat. And in the pitiful cries, he touches his head gently, regarding it with sadness. Natiri wipes the knife and returns it to the sheath at her, at her waist. She crosses to another slain wolf and kneels, pulling an arrow from his heart. Look, um, I know you probably don't understand this, but thanks. Thank you, I owe you. Natiri ignores him, assuming a prayer posture over the dead animal. Forgive me. May your spirit run with the great mother. I would have been screwed if you had that come along. She rises and walks away without looking at Jake. Hey, wait, wait. Where you going? She crashed through some plants, catch it up to her. Slow down a second, will you? Just want to thank you for killing us. He makes the mistake of grasping her shoulder and whack. She wobbles him upside the head with a bow. Fierce backhand swing, laying him out flat. He looks up to see a fury standing over a fury, a fury who speaks English, assented, halting. Angry and just don't thank. You don't thank for this. This is sad, very sad only. Okay, I'm sorry. Whatever I did, I I'm sorry. Just as the body of the Viper Wolves. All of this is your fault. They did not need to die. They attacked me. How am I the bad guy? She's silencing him with the tip of her bow at his throat. Your fault. You are like a baby. Making noise, don't know what to do. You should not come here, all of you. 
You only come and make problems only. It gets up slowly, face him. Okay, fine. You love your little forest friends. So why not just let him kill my ass? What's the thinking? Finally, reluctantly, her eyes meet his for the first time. Reverted gaze with those big gold orbs. Why save you? Yes, why save me? You have a strong heart. No fear. She leans closer. But stupid. Ignorant like a child. He turns away, stalking it off. But Jake goes after her. He climbs nimbly along a huge root. She trots with perfect balance along the root, which forms an elevated walkway. Jake runs to catch up, suddenly realizes that he is far above the forest floor. Throughout the following, they move through a glowing phanta phantasmagorical forest. I believe that's correct. If I'm so ignorant, <coughs> sorry. If I'm so ignorant, maybe you should teach me. Sky people cannot learn. Do not see. He leaps it to another elevator route. Jake follows, surprised that he made it. He runs to catch up with her easy jogging pace. They teach me to see. Stops. He almost runs into her. No one can teach you to see. She turns and trots on. They run across the elevated route. An enormous tree. A horizontal trunk. Big as an oak. Across a deep gorge. Waterfall shimmers sliver. It's the pop. Polyphemus lights. Vines hang down a hundred feet to the gorge. They're among them. Soups, sting bats, and other night flyers. Hey, slow down. Look, I think we got off on the wrong foot, and Dick looks down and suddenly aware of his height. You just have to get to know me. I'm Jake. Jake Soup. A vine catches his spear. Spins him off balance. He drops the spear. Almost falls off the roof. Whoa, shit. The Terry catches him. This motherfucker live, yes. Hi, Hertz. Ah, uh, what the fuck? I apologize. I only get sick at night. I only do. I don't know. You good? Um, yeah. Just my throat. Well, hopefully, hopefully it shows out. <clears throat> We're reading a script right now reading Avatar before the new one comes out. I want to finish this. It's going to be done. And then you got a little refresher. You catch up on it. And if you are, anybody is going to see Avatar The Way of the Water coming out this weekend on theaters. 
Get a little caught up. This fucking terrible script. I'm sorry. Alright. <clears throat> uh, where am I at? Whoa, shit. Gotta finish reading the script by next year. It's 152 damn pages. I'm on 43. I got more than 100 pages. 109. Ah. I'm gonna try to finish it off by tonight. That's right, you know? Sorry. Right. Terry catches him one hand gripping his bicep. He watches a spear cartwheel down to a splash in the river. You see, yeah. She pulls him upright, shouts at him in English and Navi. I need your help. You should not be here, so take me with you. No, you go back. Stop putting goddamn directions in here. God. Several wood sprites float down through the trees. Follow them. Stop putting the goddamn. I'm gonna yell at James Cameron, bro. <laughs> I swear to God, if Avatar's two script is like this, I'm going to yell at him. <laughs> you piece of. Sh ah, so lucky you made so many great damn movies. So lucky that this fucking movie it's much better than the script. See why it wasn't nominated for best writing. <clears throat> anyway. But this song was. From this film. Social Network. We'll read that at some point. Alright. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, to sit silently toward Jake and Natiri. Natiri senses the presence. Looks up to see the woods rights. Pulsing with purpose. Flew right towards Jake. They dance gently around his shoulders and head. What? Whoa, what's right? Gather around him, several light on him. Jake holds still, knowing that he should be afraid, but somehow he's not. He spreads his arms. More sprites come landing all over his hands and body. What are they? The tree reacting with a mixture of wonder and dread. I'm not even gonna attempt that. Seeds of the great tree. <laughs> Very pure spirits. Jake now a pulsing, glowing, fluttering mass of light. Moves one hand slowly, not wanting to break the spell. Ooh. He studies one of his sprites. Dancing on the palmetto. Whoosh. The wood sprites whirl up and away, scattering into the darkness. What was that all about? Tree sheets shaking. She seizes his hand, pulls him after. Come! I get. <sighs> Motherfucker. <laughs> he gazes about him in a growing wonder. The hell? Um, mm, whatever. He touches leaves as he passes, watching the bioluminescence sh shiver through him. Jake looks down as they cross a bed of purple moss, which reacts to the pressure of their footprints. Rings of green light, like ripples on a pond, expand outward from each other. Wait, from each footfall. Exploded rings of light where his feet touch down. Dreamlike, surreal beauty. Ooh. They run over a large root across a mirror-like pool at the base of a waterfall. Jake follows Natiri. Running along a raised root trunk. 
What's your name? Jake hears whoosh whoosh. Snaps look as uh, Bolo flies at him. Spinning in. Spinning end for end. And whoosh. Just want to get that sound out. Tangles around his legs. He topples off the root. It crashes into the foliage below. Jake untangles himself, getting up to run just as several Navi riders thunder toward him. They are riding dire horses, six-legged, armor-skinned, alien, Lightstales. Ooh. Hold on. <clears throat> so, somebody appears in this film. Su Suse? Sute? Sute? Sute. Okay. <clears throat> Guess who the fuck this is? <laughs> Guess who plays this motherfucker? <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's fucking mother's milk. Laz Alonzo Avatar. <laughs> Fucking mother's milk. Look how different he looks. This is 2009. That's him. Yes. What the fuck? He looks completely different. He's also a Fast and Furious. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. This guy looks different every time I see him. What the fuck? Holy shit. Huh? Fucking mother's milk. This is Zoe Saldana. You telling me she's 18? the fuck out of here. That's fucking insane. <clears throat> you see how the rider's cues are connected to the horse. The cues of the hair, I think. All right. Long, moth-like antenna. A neural link which they can command the horse, leaving hands free for weapons. The riders aim bows and spears at Jake as they approach. Jake turns to both butts. Navi hunters melt out the shadows. Weapons aim to block in his retreat. Naturi drops to the ground next to Jake and confronts the lead rider. She shouts sharply at Navi. Sute, what are you doing? He is my captive. Shit, I'll capture by <laughs> so it's a daughter. Hey, what uh huh? <clears throat> Sute is a young, powerful, powerfully built, with sculpted features and a proud jawline. Not sorry. <laughs> good one. It was a good picture of Lazalazo. Yep. I see it. Nah, uh, there you go, Creed. <laughs> uh, piercing eyes. Sute swings off his mouth with fluid grease. Ooh. These demons are forbidden here. 
I will kill this one as a lesson to the others. Sute draws his bow, but Tiri leaps between him and Jake, confronting him warrior to warrior. Stop. There has been a sign. This is a matter for the... Ashik. Not even attempted that. Sorry. Sute clenches his jaw with frustration. Frustration with her as much as the situation. He turns and angrily remounts, remounts his dire horse, barking command to the hunters. Bring him. They grab Drake and haul him to his feet. Encircled by spears and bows, he is shoved forward along the trail. As Sute and the others ride ahead, the home tree now. Jake is hauled through roughly towards the Tiri's village, which is sheltered. Inside one of the great trees. Home tree. Great name. It's 250 meters tall with a trunk four times the diameter. The largest sequoia. And the base of massive mangrove pillars. Okay, again. I just want to point this out. You don't fucking say this in a script. But it's James Cameron, so he gets away with it. 250 meters tall. How do you know we can do that? You don't know we can do that. The hell? 237 million. Okay. And way of the water is 250 million. So I was just seeing the budget. Avatar 2 needs 2 million to turn profit. 2 billion to turn profit. I no no it doesn't I don't think so I think he was joking I think it needs two billion for all the films that he shot back to back for some fucking reason which is why there's such a delay he shot Avatar 2, 3, 4 and 5 back to back I think there's a 6 I am not sure Whew, look at Avengers Endgame, 356 million. All that fucking CG, all those casts. Holy shit. Also, Michelle Rodriguez, Trudy. I'll comment on that later. <clears throat> Something happens with her. Yeah. Okay. Sute rides inside the columns at the base of a home tree, shouting. And ululating warning. Shake his force march through the pillars of two and open central area. The villagers gather to see the arriving hunt party. We see the people of the tribe, mothers with babies, old women, young hunters. They gawk at the alien Ooh. human. Well, he's not human. He's an avatar here. Thank you. Expressions ranging from curiosity to outright hostility. The huge eyes of the children follow him. Jake is amazed at the size of home tree inside. By the light of the cooked fires, you can see up the vast. I I'm going to fuck up saying this word. I know how to say it, but I gotta fuck it up. Cylindrical. Cylindrical. I I have. I, I honestly believe I have a speech impediment. Maybe I do. 
Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm just stupid. Yes. Gallery, a living cathedral. Clear membranes. Sturmbist. Bladders filled with flutter of bioluminescent insects. Very odd timing. Thanks. Act as an area lighting. The central space is dominated by the skull. Some enormous creature. Mounted with such embellishment on a totem. Standing in front of this, waiting their approaches. It A Tukan. Thank you for putting the pronunciation in there. I don't want to say this. Because, uh, you know, interpretations. <clears throat> A leader. Eitukan. Eitukan, okay. Eitukan has deeply chiseled features. A long chest mantle. A thanatar claws. Ooh. It's normally stern features. A cloud of further by anger. Why did you bring this creature here? Materia addresses Eitukan. And now V, I was going to kill him, but there was a sign from Ewa, 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 Ewa. He glowers at her as he responds, pointing at her cheek. I said no dreamwalker will come in here to offend our home. His alien smell fills my nose. Ooh, damn, dirty, human, ugh. Be gone. Human. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, the Turi stands her ground. Sorry, that's just fucking awesome. Um, answering and respectful, but not submissive tone. Father, many Atukirina, Atukirina came to this alien. What's going on? My father decided whether to kill you. Your father? Oh, uh, good to meet you, sir. Jake steps forward, offering his hand. My hunters jump to restrain him, shouting, but they all freeze us. Command in female voice echoes through the chamber. What? Oh, okay. Step back. Everybody looks up. Moat. Moat. Stands on the second level, looking down. She's... Severe woman in her 50s. Her bearing is haughty. Expression friendly as a hanging judge. Her outfit is elaborate, denoting her rank as clan matriarch. I will look at this alien. There's a expectant hush as Moat descends the helical core of home tree, a kind of natural spiral staircase that his mother. She is Tashik, the one who interprets the will of Ewa. Who's Ewa? The Tyrion kneels before her like an acolyte as Moat passes. A lot of weird words here. A lot of different words, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yes. The Tyrion, okay, yeah. The villagers stare silently as the matriarch circles slowly around Jake, examining his tail. The end of his cue. What are you called? Jigsully. She produces a long thorn between her fingertips. With a flourish, she strikes his chest. Jake flinches. Red blood swell, wells up. Moab rubs between her fingertips. He tastes it. 
Ugh. Damn, dirty human blood. Why did you come to us? I came to learn. We are trying to teach other sky people. It is hard to fill a cup which is already full. My cup is empty, trust me. Just like Dr. Augustine. I'm the scientist. Where are you? I don't know. I was a marine. Uh, a warrior. With the Jarhead clan. A warrior? I could kill him easily. Damn right, Mother's Milk. No! This is the first warrior dreamwalker we have seen. We need to learn more about him. What's going on? What are they saying? Daughter, you will teach him our way. To speak or walk as we do. Materi looks shocked, then angry. Why me? That's not fair. I only it is decided. Materi subsides, turning to glare at Jake. My daughter will teach you our ways. Learn well, Jake Sully. Jake Sully. I love how they say it. We will see if your insanity can be cured. Materi turns. She turns to Materi. Expression stern. He is your responsibility. Terry nods, accepting, but she is not a happy camper. <sighs> she grabs Jake's arm, pulls him roughly away. So it's all good, right? You and me do not speak. Later, Terry leads Jake up to Spiral to the second level. He now wears only a ratty lion cough. Loin cough. Wounds are bound with plant fiber bandages. The entire clan is squatting at dinner. In a huge circle. They stop talking to turn the gaze at Jake as he enters the circle. Don't get up. Here he crosses. Circle the cook pit. Returns with several large leaves. Heaped with food. She kneels next to Jake. Placing the food in front of him. Almost defiantly. You never told me your name. There ain't no goddamn way in hell I'm going to attempt that. <laughs> Natiri. That's her name. Natiri. <laughs> Should I try to attempt this? Let's see. <clears throat> Natiri. Te. Teha. Moete. Moete. Neymar. My people call me Neymar. They said it like four different ways in there. Neymar chocolate. Yes. Okay, again. A whole lot slower. Natiri. Nay-ti-ri. You stupid white man. That's probably going to get me demonetized. Jake knows. Well, I'm not making money off this anyway. Jake knows she's baiting him. She smiles a response. He smiles a response. Natiri. That's nice. Natiri. Across the sword. Across the circle. Tute. Mawat and Etukan sit together, glancing up occasionally from their food to the stranger. These aliens try to look like people, but they can't. Seems dim to me. His eyes are too small. And turn motions for Jake to take portions from this serving. Leaves it to his own leaf. The mom likes me. I can tell. 
Well, watch. Watch Jake and Nateri leans over to Etukan. Nateri will test this warrior. He may learn nothing, but we will learn much. You speak truth. We must understand these sky people if we are to drive them out. Think munches on a white shrimp-like thing. He's rock. Yeah, these rock. What are they? Oh, I turned white. Turned to a white frat guy. Sorry. Telu. You call Beto Larve. Ooh. Jake blanches. She heaps some more onto his leaf. A challenge. Jake meets her eyes. Takes a handful. Starts munching enthusiastically. Some damn fine Telu. That's like Grandma's Telu. Son of a bitch. <laughs> really eyeing Jake. I say she will kill him. Mm -hmm. Sleeping level. Families nesting in groups on woven hammocks the size of trampolines. The hunters sleep along spokes, joining the inner trunk to the tree's outer shell. Jake lies awake in a hammock, people wrestling in the darkness around him. The tear is nearby, curled up like a little girl. She stares at him for a moment, then closes her eyes. Jake watches the glowing bugs fluttering inside the nightlight. A pulse of life energy. A strange peace spreads through him. He closes his eyes and... Braces over Jake. In the lake, slapping him. As Max and Norm hover. Come on back, kid. That's it. Oh. He looks around, blinking. Reality crashing in. Damn, you were dug in like a tick. Is the Avatar safe? Yeah, Doc. Uh, you're not going to believe where I am. Breakfast the next day. The other drivers lean forward, hanging out Grace's retelling of the tale. So, you won't believe this. <laughs> there's a scientist, right? One day, turns himself to a pickle. Craziest damn thing I've ever seen. So the kids out there one night, you got the queen bitch herself. Offer him the spare room and the car keys. Unbelievable. That's something good. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, that's definitely... Copyright. <laughs> I forgot I put that out here. <clears throat> it's not something you can teach. Some of the other scientists clap Jake out of shoulders. And congratulations. That's awesome, Jake. On oh, Chomps is bacon, fuming. Frieza, I cannot fathom. The Omarika have chosen you. God help us all. Jake has reported the suffrage the Quartz. Quartz turns from gr gazing out the walled forest displaying a feral grin. Oh, last time I was talking about this. I didn't know his name. I know it now. It's Stephen Stephen Lang. Love him. Awesome. Jarhead clan. That worked? Yeah, they want to study me. See if they can learn to be one of them. <laughs> Stupid ass fucking bastard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so mad at them. That's how you seize the initiative. Wish I had ten more like you. Look, Sully. Find out what these blue blue monkeys want. 
A little racist. We try to give them medicine and education. Roads! But no! They like mud. I wouldn't care except that that is racially motivated. 1000% fucking asshole. Suffrage turns to a large 3D printed graphic display. Pointing. A road runs from Hell's Gate to the proposed new mine miles away. The damn village is sitting right on top of the richest unobtainium deposit for a hundred clicks in any direction. It sucks for them because they need to relocate. God damn colonizers. That's literally what they are. They're colonizing. And of course they're white. So yes. Does Augustine know about this? Yes. She does. She's on the next ship back if she tries to cock block me on it. So, talks them into moving. Guess. What if they won't go? I'm betting they will. Killing the indigenous looks bad. But there's one thing shareholders hate more than bad press. That's a bad quarterly statement. Find me a carrot to get them to move. Or it's gonna be all stick. Jake is shaken by the enormity of this new responsibility. You got three months. That's where the dozers get there. I'm on it. Jake pops his chair across the lab, flanked by Grace and Norm. Grace holds stereo. Stereo. Still pictures in front of him. <laughs> One at a time. Images of clan members he has shot over the years. A kind of a flash card drill. Tute. Oat. Etukan. She's a clan leader. I, I really hate saying that. <laughs> but she's a spiritual leader. Like a shaman. Dialogue is continuous at the enter. Got it. So who's I Iwe? Who's Iwe? Oh, only the deity. The great mother. The goddess made up of all living things. Know that if you had any training whatsoever. He hauls himself. Wheelchair to link. I'm just checking to make sure my voice meter is not fucking up. Who's got a date with the chief's daughter? Knock it off. Jesus, like it's kindergarten around here. As Jake settles into the soft embrace of Link. Of the Link. Grace inputs commands at the control station. Terry was my best student. She and her sister so, so honored. Just amazing girls. I didn't meet the sister. No, she's dead. Okay, let's go. <clears throat> okay, oh, fuck it. That's a turd. Village life starts early. Link is ready. Grace lowers the biosensor array over Jake's chest. Don't do anything unusually stupid. She closes the clamshell We Back with Jake. I'm not reading these stupid shit. Blake and awake, staring up at home tree, like a gothic cathedral overhead. Sunlight streams down through gaps of the towering vaults. Jake walks among the villagers. Oh yeah, by the way, there is a point where they do say it. <clears throat> Who go about their daily tasks. Young girls sit together, weaving and singing. 
They look up as he passes. Then they go back to work. Two men cling the fish they've caught. A young mother pounds Caesar to meal while nursing an infant. Children chase each other, climb like monkeys. One bold little girl runs up to Jake, stops staring, and shrieks with laughter as she runs back to her playmates. Running, Jake turns to Natiri, see Natiri cantering toward him on a dire horse. She leads a second horse, an old sway-backed mare. His grin drops. Jake nervously grips the surgical of the mare. Sir, Sir Kingle. Sir Kingle. I might be stupid, sorry. Materi holds its nose ring while Jake clumsily mounts. Jake bends one of his antennas down to the tip of its cue. He hesitantly touches them together and... The tendrils interweave. Interweave, interweave. Jake's pool... What? Jake's pupils dilate and his mouth drops open. The horse's eyes also go wide and it honks nervously. Natiri touches her fingertips to the neural interface. This is Shahalu. Shahalu. The bond. Feel her heartbeat. Her breath. Feel her strong legs. It closes his eyes, nodding. One with the horse. Sute and another young hunter come out from the forest, leading two dire horses. Magnificent animals drink from the edge of the pool. Sute watches Jake's riding lesson with disdain. You may tell her what to do inside. For now, say where to go. Forward. The horse launches into a gallop. Jake flops around with no idea how to sit the animal. is promptly thrown off. He lands painfully in the mud. Gets up. Brushing mud off knees and ass. As Natiri leads the horse back to him. Again. <clears throat> Jake falls, a horse, falls off the horse in various ways. Seemingly landing harder each time. Face down in the mud of the riverbank is Jake. He painfully rises his hands to and knees. Which is when he sees Sute and another hunter thundering across the shallow river. Their dire horses spray blasts up from their hooves. Jake stands covered in mud as Sute stops his horse next to him, looking down with disdain. You should go away. Ah, I knew this guy could speak English. Sute turns to the Tiri, who is leading an old mare back. This alien will learn nothing. A rock sees more. The rock. She sighs in agreement. Sute and other hunter wheel their horses around and thunder off into the woods. Natiri gestures back to Jake's horse. Again. Ooh. Grouped up, grouped around the table are Jake, Colonel Horch, Suffrage, and a few engineers and officers. Jake is talking to them through the plans he made of home trees and a structure. You got outer columns, then you got a secondary ring here, and an inner ring. 
Then a core structure. It's like a spiral. That's how they move up and down. I'm getting the accurate scans of all these com columns. Roger that. Max in a stairwell. He's been watching Jake talking rapidly at Quarch, but can't hear him. Frown frowning, he backs away down the stairs. Jake, Grace, and Norm are packing science gear and supplies. I'm not about to let Quarch and Suffrage micromanage this thing. We're going up into the mountains. There's a mobile link at a Site 26 we can work out of. Hallelujah Mountains? That's right. Yes! The legendary floating mountains of Pandora. Heard of them? A Samson thunders over the rainforest, climbing into the mist shrouded mountains. In the sealed cockpit, Norm is up front, sent left seat, so Trudy can talk, talk him through the flight controls. Jake and Grace are behind him in the jump seats. Grace and Norm's unconscious avatars ride in the open back compartment. One takes a tiny input. Here. Your hand on on cyclic. Cyclic. She points to the stick between her knees. Norm hesitantly reaches over, rests his hand on hers. Ooh. See how small the moves are? You barely have to think about it. And the aircraft reacts. I'm reacting to the tiny inputs from Hot Lady Pilot. Hot Lady Pilot. Thanks. Samson is dwarfed by enormous arcs of rock. See this? See these magnetic formations? Getting close. Yeah, we are. Look at my instruments. On a dash, many of the displays are fritzing out. Yep, we're in the flux vortex. Ahead, a cloud bank parts revealing the Hallelujah Mountains right in front of them. Oh my god. Jake leans forward between the seat bags for a good look out the front canopy. Enormous islands of rock are hovering a half mile above the ground. They are overgrown with rainforest and straggly beards of vines hanging down beneath them. Waterfalls stream down the sides and dissolve into spray. At the bottom, Jake staring in amazement. It's both awe-inspiring and disturbing. Trudy turns, grinning at Jake. You should see your face. Samson is tiny as approaches the floating islands on a rock. Archipelago among the clouds. They cast great shadows over the forest slopes below. Yeah, so what does hold them up? Grace explained it to me. Some kind of magla effect. Because unobtaining is a superconductor or something. At least somebody understand it. Just not me. <laughs> Stupid dumb marine vet. Yeah. Alright. Now a remote research station. Two shacks. A few clusters of instruments perched. Promontory near the Hallelujah Mountains. These shacks are airlift modules the size of buses. Samson lands, beating the grass with own rotor rush. The human top out, wearing masks. They move toward the shack, taking in the spectacular panorama. Norman Trudy assists Jake with his chair as they cycle through the airlock. 
Reese is already inside, starting the journey. She turns on the lights. Equipment. There are four bunks and a clutter of science gear. And through a short connecting corridor, three link suits in the second module. As Grace powers up the link equipment, Jake stops to look at the stereo still pictures which are taped and tacked up around her workstation. Grace posing at the high school at the school with various grinning children. There is one of her with two lanky girls, a younger Natiri and an older girl who mu looks much like her. Jake, take number two, it's the least glitchy. Norm, I need you to operate Jake's link. Norm glares at Jake as he passes. You got a problem? Norm turns to Grace, his frustration boiling over. I trained three years for the mission. I speak language fluently. He falls off a freaking turnip truck. All of a sudden, he's a cultural ambassador? It's not our choice, Norm. He glowers at Jake. Yeah, well, I didn't come out here to wash dishes while you're on some interspecies booty call. Ooh. Stalks off. He can't go far. I don't believe that's in the film. <laughs> I think they completely gloss over it. Like, oh, his attitude approves. That's it. <laughs> they completely gloss over that. He doesn't say that. Down a central shaft, a home tree, 80 meters to the ground. There's just an ant like Jake tries to keep up with the Terry. She leaps up the core trunk like a lemur, climbs the last section, arriving a breath beside her. She leads him outside onto a large branch through gaps in the foliage. Jake can see other great trees scattered across the landscape like enormous umbrellas above the rainforest. The tree strides out across the branch towards some kind of structure, a web made of thick woven fiber. Dark shapes clinging onto it. Stir with leathery rustlings found. Tyrion makes a series of trills and clicks. One of the shapes moves towards them, emerging to a shaft of light. A huge mountain banshee, much larger than a, a forest banshee. This thing is taller than Avi, with a 10 meter wingspan. Leathery, whoop! The crack of sails. It's up. As it alights on the branch right in front of her. Holy shit. Do not look at her in the eye. Terry feeds it a large scrap of meat. Which it snatches and gulps down. She murmurs to it. Strokes its neck. Let's out a signature shriek. Some of the others in the shadows nearby answer. Terry flip catches her cue. Gently connects it to the banshee's antenna. It shivers as it stretches its wings and... As a neural connection is made. The crown is not horse. When Shahal Shahalu is made Shahalu is made, a crown will fly with only one hunter in a whole life. Comes smoothly onto the animal's back. Become Tanaru. Tarun Tarunyo. Tarunyo oh, sorry. Hunter, you must choose your own Ekron, and he must choose you, when, when you are ready. Banshee shivers with anticipation. Yeah! Jake ducks as the great wings explode open and the Banshee drops off the branch. It whoops down across the forest. Canopy banks hard, lets out a cry and beats its wings in a power climb. 
completing the bag, Natiri directs the Banshee to a close, swooping flyby. Jake instinctively ducks, flying in perfect flying in perfect fusion with her wing mount. The rainforest rolling beneath her. Back, and Jake has just switched on his camera. Looks tired. Do I have to do this? I need some rack. Grace behind him looks up from microscope scowling. Oh, now when it's fresh. Yeah, yeah. Days are starting to blur together. Language is a bitch. While well, I figure her out, it's like field stripping a weapon. Repetition. Okay, I'm not gonna do those. Actually, this is incredibly long, and I've already done a lot of this, so... Boom. I skipped very far. You've seen this movie. It's literally the biggest movie of all time. Hold on, I'm just trying to find out where they're there. Trying to get... Uh... No, 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 no. We're just skipping around. I only skipped 20 pages and it's like, oh. God, this is when they fuck. Which I remember very differently. I remember their tails fucking. Apparently that's not in the Disney Plus version. I, I swear their tails like intertwined or something. It's not in the Disney Plus version. I was looking like, where is it? Hmm. Alright. Collapse across his chest. Spent. Strokes her face. Hold on, I just want to read a little bit of this. Oh. Oh, yep, that's in the script. That's in the script. I didn't see it in the, in the movie. Probably because Disney Plus. But... The Terry takes the end of her cue and raises it. Jake does the same with trembling anticipation. Tendrils join at the ends, move with a life of their own, strength to be joined. Tendrils are intertwined with gentle undulations. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay, cool. Jake rocks with a direct contact between his nervous system and hers, the ultimate intimacy. Ooh. Come together into a kiss and sink down under the bed of moss, ripples of light spread out around them. The willows sway without wind. The night is alive with the pulsing energy. And now she's collapsed across his chest. Spent. He strokes her face tenderly. Teary, you know my real body is far away sleeping. This is not in the film either. This is, none of this is in. 
they're kissing they're like kind of fucking oh like i was like i could tell he's trying to fuck her <laughs> but he doesn't have a dick there so like yeah take your eyes open in darkness he just lies there thinking there's coffin in another world dawn breaks a scattered glade sacred dawn breaks in a sacred glade shafts of orange morning light jake and Ateria sleep in each other's arms Maxfield perish painting. But then, the roar of engines and Ateria awakens with a start. The splintering, crackling. The force being crushed under enormous threads. Treads gets louder. She watches in growing horror as the blade of a bulldozer becomes a dark wall behind a sheltering ring of willows. She shakes Jake, shouting at him and Navi to wake up. Jake, wake up! Wherever you are, come back to me now, Jake. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the film, they make no mention that they know. They make no mention that they know. Why is this on here? Why is this song? I fucking hate that movie. Very dis... Very dis Anyway. Yeah, in the movie, they don't... I don't... I don't think he knows about Avatars. Yeah, they don't know. Because they're too. Too. So. So. Tay. So. Tay. That's his name, right? Okay. He is surprised when, um. Jake, uh, like, passes out. Like, see, he's a demon. And a false body. Like, so they didn't know. I don't know. That might be in the script, though, yeah. Jake is in a hurry to get back to the link. Grace is still groggy. Chases up him with coffee and microwave eggs. Here, eat this. I hate to force feed a cripple. Ooh. She slams the lid shut before it can enter. Sticks to play on her nose. She's not going anywhere. Sighs heavily and starts woofing eggs. Thank God. Spider-Man's playing right now. So, <laughs> the willows begin to fall before the blade to be ground under the treads. Avatar Jake is directly... I don't know. I don't like saying that. Avatar Jake. You know. Avatar Roku. Mm -hmm. Avatar Jake is directly in the path. She tries to lift him, but he is too heavy. She is screaming at him, frantically trying to wake him as Jake adjusts himself in a link chair. He hands Grace the empty plate. When's the last time you had a shower? Jesus, Marine. Jake pushes her hands away and pulls the lid down. Avatar Jake wakes up to see the two dragging him, screaming. He leaps up as, okay, this is a lot more intense in the film. The dozer pushes exorably around into the glade, splintering the trees, plowing the earth before it. That is not earth. Sure, okay. Jake runs into the path of the bulldozer, waving his arms. Hey, hey, stop, stop. He positions himself where the camera eyes of the robotic juggernaut will see him. Jake shouts, but there's no sound feed. The tractor operator sees him and pulls back on humble throttles. He yells to the supervisor, Hey, we got one of them natives blocking my blade here. The tractor attention of suffrage comes over to the workstation. Jake and his old Monica loincloth and ceremony body plate is unrecognizable. What do we do? Hold on, he'll move. 
The people have to learn that we don't stop. Fucking cunt. Turn on throttles as the operator pushes them forward. The screen, Jake stumbles back. Tripping disappears below. The blade for a second reappears, running to the side. Jake grabs a rocket, leaps onto the do dozer. He climbs quickly to the camera mask. Smash! The rock crashes into the lens of the camera. Jake beats the rock furiously against it, pouting it into junk. Jake's demonic face is replaced by noise. I'm blind! Pulls back out of throttles. The juggernaut grinds to a stop, but the roar of the engines continue because more dozers and tractors advance nearby, crushing the forest before them. The trees are slashed down by the pulse plasma cutters. Terrified animals flee before the onslaught. Power suits and troopers stride through the ravaged forest, blasting anything that moves. A trooper sees Jake on the dozer. He rips off a burst and rounds clang into a metal as Jake dives off the machine. He grabs the tear and they run to conceal the foliage. From behind the screen leaves, they watch as the dozers advance, obliterating the sacred site, leaving only mud and wood splinters in their path. The Tyrion, stunned by the nightmarish, unfathomable wrongness of it, she sobs as the willows die. Minutes later, the operator is playing back the camera's feed for Quaritch and the others. Freeze it! Right there. The image expands until Jake's face is clear, frozen in an animal snarl. Son of a bitch! Quaritch has his jaws clenched in cold fury. He turns and strides towards the door, shouting to his watch commander as he passes, Get me a pilot! Raided party of hunters and their bodies painted, raised weapons overhead. Avatar Grace watches with growing alarm. Sute will lead the war party. He steps forward, face full of hate, raising a war cry among the hunters. Please! So only make things worse. You do not speak here! Jake and Atiri cross the commons toward them. Jake feels all the eyes torn towards him. He takes her arm, stopping her. Okay, listen. Something I have to tell you. It's gonna be hard, I just need to tell you. He sees Sute striding towards him. His face, a mask of fury. Sute, you! Sute walks right up and slams Jake in the chest with both hands. There's someone I expect that Jake topples on his ass. You made it with this woman? Oh, shit. Ooh. Jake stands and reaches out from the teary. She goes to him, clutches his hand. Is this true? We are made it before Ewa. It's done. Ooh. Jake turns to Moat and Etukan. His face anguished. Terry was promised every the Terry was promised to me. Everything is changing. Everything is being destroyed. That was was that in the film? Because I'm pretty sure that Cause I'm pretty sure that's her, that's just his sister, so he just didn't want her with him. They points at Jake, his pain shifts into rage. 
These aliens kill everything they touch, like poison. Deteriorate if you choose this path, you'll never be shot. Shashik. Your life will be wasted. Tyr looks at her mother and sees the grief in her eyes. I have chosen. Sute draws his knife and. Yeah! Lunges at Jake, who is ready this time. He sidesteps to block in the knife and elbows Tuse hard in the face. Sute reels back, nose bleeding, starts forward on a second attack, but Edgecon grabs his arm, spins him around. Stop! This is not a proper challenge. Sute glares at Jake while sheathing his knife. I challenge you! Jake, don't. I accept. Torch rise, left shield. Torch rise, left shield. God, why can I say that? Torch rides left seat as tree pilots through the mountains. She glances at him, then toggles the aircon. Love Shack, this is Sam Samson 16 inbound. Hot to your POS. Have Colonel Torch with me, and Torch slams the switch, cutting her off. Did I tell you to announce us? Sorry, sir, it's procedure. Samson 16. Crap. Looks helplessly at Jake and Grace's Lynx units. No way to warn them. Today, Jake square off. He holds a long, solid staff. The entire clan circles around him. What is this, Black Panther? Also, this is not in the film. Not in the film, not in the film, not in the film. Trudy Sampson Lee lands. Horge at a pose. And that, oh my god. I, uh, Trudy Sampson lands. Horge and a posse of troopers jump down and rush the shack. Sute wades in with a series of short, sharp blows. Jake swings with eagle fury, both fighting from the heart. Stat, staves whistle through the air, clack together like gunshots. Jake presses hard. Sute staggers back. Stumbling as Jake lands a solid hit, dropping him to his knees as. That's not it. The inner door bangs open. Corch stomps towards Grace's link controls. Hey, hang on. You can't interrupt the link in progress. It's dangerous. Wait. Corch shoves him aside, smacks his fist down on the power switch. Grace's unit goes dead in. Grace's unit goes dead and. Avatar Grace's. Eyes roll back. She kills over. Natiri barely catches her before she hits the ground. Jake prepares as Sute swings, but okay, this is very different in the film. You guys go blank just as crack. Sute puts one alongside his head. Jake sprawls completely inert. Sute pokes at him with a staff. They raises to let out a piercing victory cry. Not in the film. Are you out of your goddamn mind? You crossed the line. Or it punches him hard. Jake flops back, dazed. The troopers yank him up. And zip tie his wrists. Okay, I think... I think we should end it here, because I just... It's a lot, and I don't want to keep going with it. And I read, I read quite a bit. Also, I cannot read correctly, sorry. There's nothing like that I want to read. Like, how do they write this? How does this? Because this has clearly changed a lot too. 
So if you guys want the link to this, I will gladly give it to you. But I think that is where I'm going to end this. I apologize. I'm just going to upload it as it is. But yes. Please go watch the movie if you enjoy. Uh, please subscribe and all that. Follow me on Twitch. I do these every Sunday. This one, I had to take breaks because it was such a long one and I was just getting over a cold. So, yeah. I'm going to edit this. Hopefully, it's going to be a lot better. But, yes. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you do, please hit that subscribe button all that good stuff. Follow the links in my link tree. And I will see you guys when I see you on the next one. I'm out. See you when I see you again. Peace. Remember what I said then? It's now we rockin', now we rollin'.